Welcome to today's discussion, Academic Insights, Emergency Management, sponsored by American Military University. Now here's your host, J.J. Green. Welcome, thank you for joining us. My guest today is Allison G.S. Knox, an instructor at the Emergency Management and Fire Science Department at American Military University. Allison, welcome. Good to talk to you here today. It's great to talk to you too. Why don't we start by you giving us some sense of how you got involved in this? Sure, well, I was a 16-year-old lifeguard. Did that to join a competitive swimming team. I needed some money to, you know, to really swim. And absolutely loved everything about rescues, loved wow. everything about emergencies. And uh, was actually really shocked to learn that they were cutting the budget in my hometown and could not understand it because I was uh, just so impressed with everything that people in public safety do. So let me, let me just ask really quickly, um, can you remember one of the toughest things you had to do as, as, as a lifeguard talking about emergencies? Um, I think it was probably the matter of training, staying up to date with everything, uh, staying in shape to take care of you know any rescues that were coming up. Um, but I loved every minute of and it. And that got you started on this path. Absolutely. So, but it was more the policy issues that I, I just couldn't understand uh, why certain public policies were happening for emergencies, and it, it really just kind of set me on that path. So what did you decide? Was there, was there a moment where you decided, okay, I'm going to fix this one, one way or the other, or, or, or was it some other experience? No, it, I think it was probably when I was in college. I had a fantastic job in a level one trauma center emergency department um, in Hartford, Connecticut, actually a really busy urban setting. Um, and I, I think it was one of those moments where I said, you know, I would really love to learn more about public policy, more about political science to try to help make this better. Mm -hmm. And there were all sorts of policy issues that, um, you know, I was, I was seeing. Uh, and I really wanted to try to help. What were some of those policy issues that uh, concerned you? Uh, a lot of the wages that EMTs make uh, was very concerning to me. I, I, I know that a lot of people are really trying to make ends meet, um, and they are still doing that to this day. Um, a lot of EMTs work multiple jobs, and I, I really wanted to try to help fix that so they didn't have to work so hard and, um, you know, and work so many different jobs. Although. That in itself, now that I know a lot about political science, now that I know a lot about emergency management, that is that is a huge issue that will probably still take decades to fix. Hopefully not that long, but okay. it is complicated. I imagine so. We'll get into some of your expertise in a little bit, but um, first I suppose the next logical thing is to talk about how you went from being this impressed 16-year-old to then the college scenario where public policy was your, your, your main interest, and then to getting trained to do what it was you wanted to do. Talk to us a little bit, if you would, about the, the training platforms that are necessary to, uh, that were necessary to achieve what it was that you did. Absolutely, well, um, for what I enjoy, um, and that's particularly the policies surrounding emergency management and emergency medical services, I studied political science as an undergrad, um, I also have my EMT. I am a certified emergency medical technician, but I also worked on my master's degrees. I actually have four in emergency management. Um, no way. I do. I have four. Four masters. Yes, actually, almost five. <laughs> okay, so now that you've thrown this Molotov cocktail into the theater, you have to explain where you found the time to do all. What 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 were the four? What are uh, the four? Emergency management, okay. national security studies history and international uh, relations. How'd you find time to do all that? 
Um, I'm not really sure. <laughs> no, I, 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 okay. uh, I'm pretty good at time management, and I, uh, you know, it was also something that you know I had a goal in mind. I wanted to really understand the political right. structure of everything, and um, and then just kind of worked at it, chipped so, away at it. So I guess time management is really important when you start talking about uh, emergency, um, responding to emergencies. Absolutely, it's it's probably one of the most important. Uh, important pieces of that. Okay, so I interrupted you. You were telling me about the platforms. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I uh, I have my master's degrees, and I am working on my doctorate, slowly but surely. And um, I, so I, I did those things with my education, but I also worked for a member of Congress for a little while, and I also worked in the emergency department. Um, and from there, I worked on joining committees with different national organizations, I am the advocacy coordinator for Virginia with the National Association of EMTs. I am also on their advocacy committee, and I also am involved in the International Public Safety Association. I'm the chair of their Tactical Emergency Medical Support Committee, mm -hmm. and I'm also on the Rescue Task Force Committee. And um, those positions have been wonderful because I've learned so many different pieces about policy from different perspectives, and it's really given me a lot of, a lot of insight. Um, okay. For the American Military University, I teach in the Emergency Management and Fire Science Departments, and I also write for the EDM Digest. That's where I want to go, fire science. When I mm -hmm. think of fire science, I think, wow, how cool is that? What is that? Mm, that's a really good question. Fire science is actually pretty complicated. It's just on a very uh, simple explanation. It's how do you go about fighting a fire? What are the different pieces for fighting a fire? And fires can be pretty complicated based on what they're constructed of. So fire science looks at how are you going to fight that fire? Mm -hmm. um, there's also the pieces of how do you stop that fire before it even starts? And that's the mitigation piece that we talk a lot about in emergency management. But we also talk about it in fire science too. And would you say uh, that fire science is, 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 well, how much do we know enough about fire science in the general population of the nation? Do we know enough about uh, that? You know, that's do, a we need to, do we need to know more? Mm, absolutely. Um, there's honestly a long debate, long-standing debate in emergency management and in public safety associations throughout the country. How do we better educate the public on how to prevent these different fires? Most of them are things that we can prevent. Most of the, these things are things that we can easily educate the public about. But it's also one of those things that is very tricky for the public to understand. And it's more than just, um, I guess, dating myself a bit, but I don't really care. I'm old. Um, when I was a kid, there was this Smokey the Bear thing. Mm -hmm. You saw it everywhere. There were commercials. There were billboards. There were things that they would distribute to kids about please don't start fires, how to, how, I mean, what not to do. So what you're saying is we need more, more sophisticated stuff than that these days, I think. Absolutely. Um, and I think that agencies throughout the country, and when I say that, I, I mean at the local level, at the state level, I think a lot of people are working to figure out how we can better educate the public. Smokey the Bear was a great, great um, public, uh, public relations piece mm -hmm. that really helped kids to understand. Okay, my guest today is Allison G.S. Knox, an instructor in the Emergency Management and Fire Science Departments at the American Military University. I'm your moderator, J.J. Green, on Academic Insights, Emergency Management, sponsored by American Military University, on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. 
American Military University is the number one educator to U.S. military members and a respected educator to our national security and public service professionals. AMU's field-tested programs are taught by industry experts to keep you ahead of trends in cybersecurity, data analytics, intelligence, homeland security, and more. Classes start monthly so you can fit quality education into your busy life. Learn from the leader at amuonline.com. American Military University is part of the accredited American Public University System, which is certified to operate by Chev. Welcome back to Academic Insights. Emergency Management, sponsored by American Military University, on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. My guest today is Allison G.S. Knox, an instructor in the Emergency Management and Fire Science Departments at American Military University. I'm your moderator, J.J. Green. Allison, fantastic conversation. Thank you for being here again today. I want to start in this section with something that most of us use, but we don't necessarily know the power of this tool. And I'm talking about social media. How does it help you in the emergency management and disaster management field to better do your job? Mm, That's a great question. Where uh, different emergencies are concerned, particularly where we know what's going to be happening, where hurricanes, you know, hurricanes are coming up the coast, we know that it's, it could possibly hit a particular area. Mm-hmm. Social media has been fantastic in notifying the general public about, about these different issues that are coming up. So emergency managers have done a fantastic job putting out notifications through Facebook, through other outlets like Twitter, and it's, it's been fantastic letting people know what's coming and what they need to do to effectively prepare. Um, additionally, there have been other outlets like the American Military University. We have a great disaster crew uh, Twitter page where uh, individuals can learn about what's happening from people like me that are that are following these uh, different storms and and really following what's happening with emergency management from policy standpoints and whatnot. But additionally, those different um, you know we do use social media for the notifications of what's happening. They're also using it for recovery purposes and for response purposes, which has been fantastic. Um, I remember recently with Hurricane Sandy, there was a lot of discussion on Facebook with, you know, the different groups that were really managing those areas and telling people what they needed to know about returning to their to their homes. So in any case, social media has really, truly helped emergency management in ways that um, are pretty innovative, I think. So... Correct me if I'm wrong. There are two different things going on here. There's a uh, there's an incident command utilization of social media, and then there's also a learning uh, fa- part of it too, where you actually can learn about things using social media, collecting information about what may be going on uh, as well. Is that correct? Absolutely. And um, just to build from what you said with that, uh, if we're looking at what we're learning about these different incidents, we have really kind of a, a bit of data there where we can look at what people were saying, how they were, what they were thinking about with these different issues, and, and then we can use that for our emergency management research later. Um, there's another avenue that I did not mention with social media, and that's the EDM Digest blog that we've been doing at the American Military University. Um, we have a lot of different faculty that are writing about these different issues that are coming up, and it, it also helps to educate the general public too, um, particularly if it's about um, an issue that's coming up with a hurricane or another type of disaster, and that's that's been fantastic. How often does the blog come out? The blog comes out, I, I believe, three days a week, which is pretty awesome, um, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, mm-hmm. uh, with a briefing of what's been happening uh, that week, you know, nationally, internationally, any any different policy issues that are coming up, 
Um, I've been writing for it for three years now, and it's been fantastic. How do we find it? Um, EDMdigest.com. Okay. Yeah. And it, a lot of our articles also come up, uh, too, when you look at Google. Well, that's great. Um, now, um, there, there, there are scenarios, specific scenarios, where social media is very important. And I can't think of one that's perhaps more important these days than active shooter scenarios. So uh, how does that uh, factor into uh, helping you in those situations? Well, I think that, you know, with these awful, awful situations that have been happening, a lot of new ideas for how to get people information that they need quickly has been um, has been coming out. There's a lot of innovation with it. I know that some universities uh, actually have to notify their students, you know, as quickly as they can if they have a situation on campus. So uh, social media has been one of those pieces where they can quickly get to those individuals um, and notify them to get safe, to become safe. So we haven't talked a lot about your actual instruction work. I want to get into that a little bit by using this as a springboard. How, how do you teach uh, about social media? Uh, how do you teach about uh, being uh, prepared, arriving on, a scene, on scene? Uh, what process do you use to teach people about how to be prepared when they arrive? Mm. That's a great question. The beautiful thing at the American Military University is that we have so many students that are already in public safety or they have backgrounds in the military. Um, many of my students are firefighters, they're police officers, they're EMTs and paramedics. So they already have a good understanding of how to respond to these different types of incidents. What we do at the American Military University is add in the different social dimensions where we're working to help them understand how to mitigate these different problems or um, how to really understand these different problems in a social aspect. I should say in a social science aspect. And um, how do those students respond to your teaching, your, your, your instruction process? Uh, well, I try, to, I try to ask them a lot of questions to get them thinking about things. But the wonderful thing about who they are is they bring in a lot of their experiences. They can talk about it. Um, sometimes we have students that have worked on similar incidents. They might be, they might happen to be online, but they're in the same company. They're in the same agency. So a lot of them, you know, can help build off of each other, um, and that really helps. That really does. What does your class size look like, and um, when, 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 when do you do what you do with them, these classes? And obviously, it sounds like a lot of these folks have jobs. Is it online? Is it in the classroom? Is it both? How does all this work? American Military University is completely online. Um, we have asynchronous classes that run Monday, you know, Sunday through Saturday. Um, they have different deadlines that they have to make sure they post their work by. And then from there, you know, the conversation takes place. And that's really how I put it. The conversation that you would have in a traditional classroom just becomes flat, uh, where everyone's writing everything. So it's the same conversation that you'd have um, traditionally, but now it's just all written. So those conversations are taking place between me and my students, and so on. Great. My guest today is Allison G.S. Knox, an instructor in the Emergency Management and Fire Science Departments at American Military University. I'm your moderator, J.J. Green. 
on Academic Insights Emergency Management, sponsored by the American Military University on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. American Military University is the number one educator to U.S. military members and a respected educator to our national security and public service professionals. AMU's field-tested programs are taught by industry experts to keep you ahead of trends in cybersecurity, data analytics, intelligence, homeland security, and more. Classes start monthly so you can fit quality education into your busy life. Learn from the leader at amuonline.com. American Military University is part of the accredited American Public University system which is certified to operate by CHEV. Welcome back to Academic Insights, Emergency Management, sponsored by American Military University on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. My guest today is Allison G.S. Knox, an instructor in the Emergency Management and Fire Science Departments at American Military University. I'm your moderator, J.J. Green. Allison, again, thank you so much for taking time to be with us today. This has been a great conversation and I've learned a heck of a lot about your work and about how it benefits us as the general public. Um, speaking of the public, there are some major public policy issues that are sort of in the hopper that are coming up. Can you give us a sense of what some of those issues might be that we should pay attention to? Absolutely. Um, one of the big issues in emergency medical services today is recruitment and retention, particularly with volunteer agencies and in rural communities across the country. It is an issue that is particularly complex. Um, it also means that patients may not receive the care that they need in that emergency scenario that they're dealing with. Um, so that's one big policy issue. Um, and the other one is, of course, dealing with active shooters. The public safety world, essentially, is trying to figure out how to better manage these incidents so they can prevent them from happening. And then, of course, when they do happen, how to better manage uh, you know, a mass, a mass casualty incident with so many patients. What are some of the options, taking these two issues and uh, just kind of drilling down a little bit on both of them, what are some of the options for dealing with the, the problems in these rural areas? Because I know exactly what you're talking about. People talk in terms of food, um, about food deserts, where you don't have a lot of uh, fresh foods and fresh uh, food services available to people in some areas. But I would argue that you have areas, part of the rural structure of the country, where you don't have emergency management as populated as it should be in those places, uh, which means people may not, as you say, get the treatment or the help they need in an expeditious way. So what are some of the options, do you think, for dealing with these problems in the rural areas? Um, well, I will use the term wicked problem, which is a social science term that we use to explain situations that are so complex that uh, trying to figure out how to fix them is beyond complicated. And even in the different type, different pieces of those issues, those are also complicated. So I think that the rural community issue, uh, particularly where emergency medical services is concerned, is a, very, is a wicked problem. I think that it's going to take a lot of collaboration between agencies, between levels of government, um, and then beyond that in the local government with trying to figure out how to recruit, uh, recruit new people to come and help, um, and then also trying to figure out how to retain those individuals because there are budget issues, mm -hmm. budgetary issues at the local level, and um, and then there's also hospital closings, which can make it even more complicated for, for ambulances, essentially. Yeah, that's something I've noticed, too, is hospital consolidations in some mm -hmm. of these places. You know, you have, you know, whereas when, say, we grew up, there was this hospital that was named this hospital. 
so but now this this hospital is a part of the such and such a hospital network and it's a part of a much bigger thing and there are much larger interests at, at stake as well. Absolutely. So so I guess the question I would ask you then is does is this a problem that needs money or is this money that needs direction? Because is the money there already? Uh, no, I don't. I don't believe so. I think it really depends on where you are and what communities uh, do have some money. I think that you know while we can certainly throw money at a problem like this, it's very complicated. It's a very uh, complicated social issue that will take not only money but a lot of a lot of thinking for how to appropriately use that money, how to appropriately set up the different bureaucracies, the different. Uh, I don't want to say red tape, but the different things that need to be in place to make that particular area effective for emergency medical services. It's a very, very complicated issue. You've been involved in the Pi Gamma Mu International Honor Society for the Social Sciences for a while, about a decade, I understand. Is that correct? Almost, yes. So um, what's the experience been like for you being involved in it? Well, it's been fantastic. I actually started when we had 125 students at the American Military University that is in Pi Gamma Mu in our chapter. And we've grown to almost 3,000, which is pretty incredible. Um, so I started off as the chapter sponsor, and I was elected a few years ago to join the board of trustees for Pi Gamma Mu. We have uh, chapters all over the world, which is pretty neat. Um, but my experience has been uh, really figuring out how to do an online chapter, which is a little bit tricky. We don't have a campus where we can meet regularly. So I've done it virtually. And I have had students uh, serving from all over the world at the same time, which makes makes our uh, conference calls interesting. But it's been fantastic. It's been a great opportunity for me, but it's also been a wonderful opportunity to allow students to network, uh, you know, among their majors and with other majors. So that's what I want to ask you about briefly. Um, that opportunity. What else does it give the student the ability to do that they can't do without being in this? Honor Society? Well, uh, first of all, our Honor Society is one of the oldest uh, social science honor societies. It's interdisciplinary. Um, so it does allow students with social science majors at the American Military University to, uh, to join. Um, and we also require a 3.5 GPA, so they have to be really good at their, at their major and what they're learning. Um, but the other thing that's been wonderful is that, you know, in addition to networking, there have been opportunities with the international organization to uh, present at the convention. We do a convention every three years, which is wonderful. We've had students from AMU come to present um, several at, at the different uh, convention locations. We've also had students that have uh, published in the International Social Science Review. Um, and that's been a fantastic opportunity for them because they can really showcase their work, but in a, um, in a proper journal. Anything you'd like to add before we go today that I haven't asked you about that you think is important on this topic? Um, well, uh, we have a lot of students that will be traveling to Washington, D.C. next year. If they're, if they're online and they're not in the Washington, D.C. area, they'll be coming for our triennial convention. Um, I'm hoping that we have a lot of students from our AMU chapter that will be, be coming and presenting their work. Awesome. Thank you for being here today. Well, thank you for having me. I'd like to thank today's guest, Allison G.S. Knox, an instructor in the Emergency Management and Fire Science Departments at American Military University. I'm your moderator, J.J. Green, and you're listening to Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. For more on this discussion, visit federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Academic Insights.
Listen to the entire discussion of Academic Insights Emergency Management, sponsored by American Military University at federalnewsnetwork.com. American Military University is the number one educator to U.S. military members and a respected educator to our national security and public service professionals. AMU's field-tested programs are taught by industry experts to keep you ahead of trends in cybersecurity, data analytics, intelligence, homeland security, and more. Classes start monthly so you can fit quality education into your busy life. Learn from the leader at amuonline.com. American Military University is part of the accredited American Public University System, which is certified to operate by Chef. 